You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art, trailers, and behind the scenes. And this week is another listener-submitted pick. Matt, what do we got? We want to pull up that uh, email we got here, and I will read it off to our dear listeners. Boom. Ready. This one comes from Jackie from the Jersey Ghouls. We had a list, just a list this time, and it was Mm -hmm. a big man on campus, Hook, Nothing But Trouble, uh, and then a separate list of That Thing You Do in PCU. Uh, We chose Hook. Believe your eyes. Believe in fairies and lost boys. Find one pure, innocent thought and hold on to it. Because what used to make you happy will make you fly. It's Peter Pan. Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins. Peter Pan's mind. Ready PG parental guidance suggested. Swashbuckling hook, fantasy <laughs> adventure, kids throwing green, blue, yellow. I don't know what that stuff Paints was. Paints at each other. Paints. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love. I loved all these suggestions personally. I don't. I don't know how your thoughts are on those movies, but uh, I, the ones I've seen anyway, I, I really like these picks, and it was a little tough to decide, but it just seemed like hook. Besides convenience sake that I had it, it was it seems like really in our wheelhouse of like the shit we talk about all the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean Spielberg, Amblin, whatever. I mean, it's just a fantasy adventure. I, I was of this age. I think I was like nine when this came out, nine or ten. So right up my alley. You were just born. Yeah, I was like two when this <laughs> came out. But this was one of my like kind of earliest. This is this is one of my earliest VHSs, and that's the one we watched is like my childhood from like 93 VHS. Um, so yeah, this was an early one for me too. This one I saw at a very, very young age and was uh, pretty obsessed with for a while. Went through a phase where I didn't like it and then came back around to it and realized kind of why I was obsessed with it when I was a little kid. Yeah, I uh, I had the clamshell. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. Uh, and I have no idea what happened to it because when I went home to look through a lot of VHSs, couldn't find this one. A little disappointed. But then again, I found so many other ones that I kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. There's there's enough there. <laughs> so I did not watch this in the theater, getting into my history on it. I know you didn't. I, de- well, I don't know. Yeah. I, prob- I either saw this VHS or like our pay-per-view that we were stealing. Uh, <laughs> one of the two is how I saw it first. No judgment here. <laughs> Every family in the 90s stole cable. It's just a fact. <laughs> I, th- I think they even made a Simpsons episode out of it. They probably did. Probably, yeah. Because everyone did it. Yeah. But yeah, you missed this one in theaters? Yep, missed this one. Uh, I guess my mom was too busy taking us to like RoboCop 2. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> the, the, the super violent ones. She's like, ooh, this one's a little softer. We better not. This is a non-threatening uh, fantasy adventure film better skip it and go straight to the murder death right but like like you were saying uh you were like eight or nine or whatever when this came Mm -hmm. out i 
I wouldn't have wanted to see this movie at nine either. This is like for little kids and then like adults, I feel like. They kind of skips that middle, you know, like nine yeah. to teenagers aren't going to like this movie. I agree. Uh, even after watching it with this one, because um, not to disappoint Jackie with it, this is a mixed bag to me. Uh, I like, I love a couple aspects. I like quite a few aspects. And then there's a few where I'm like, nope. It's just not doing it for me. So we'll get into it when we discuss it. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can turn me around on it. Who um, knows? Uh, probably not. Because uh, I think I, all my love for it is just personal. I don't think oh. I can defend it in a way. Oh, so but it's let's like see. A, let's it, see where we go with it. <laughs> is it like a nostalgia love? Or it's, a, is it... it's a, yeah, it's more of a feeling I get when I watch this as opposed to like content, you know, moving me or whatever. Yeah, I get that. Well, they but we'll sp- see. We'll, yeah, see. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, they spent $70 million on this, so you better get a feeling. I mean, every dollar's on screen. No you doubt. can't argue that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, the one thing on this where I said, you know, a few of the things I like is costumes are amazing. Yeah, I mean, especially just like Hook's thing in general. His whole look, the makeup, the costume, everything. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, all the costumes are the, great. The sets. Yeah. Like, Jesus, it's, it's ridiculous. And you know what's amazing about All this movie is indoors. Yeah. Yeah. All in the Sony lots. Yeah. Or no, even... Wait, no. Is it Sony yeah, lots? This is yeah, a, this is a Sony, this is a Sony, lots, Sony yeah. one. Um, yeah, this is... Um, yeah, even like the, the ocean stuff. That's all... Yeah, Sound it's stage. like matte painting yeah. and then they just put... But it looks amazing. Know. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, it's just kind of amazing that like maybe you should have shot outside on some of it, like with the ocean. Just just my opinion. Uh, I couldn't tell the first time I watched this. Uh, this time around watching it, I could tell more. I bet Spielberg was just like, I ain't fucking doing the ocean ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame him. If I had the option, I'd be like, shoot inside where I can control the volume. I can control the lighting. I can control everything. Yeah, I want that one. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the big dogs on this, Steven Spielberg directed, produced by Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, we had a, Frank Marshall, her husband, which, I mean, he's no, uh, you know, slump himself. Yeah. And, and then we just have a lot of big players on this. Uh, Jim Hart um, and uh, Nick Castle, which was originally part of this. I'll get into when we get into, like, the fun facts of this. So there's some big players behind the scenes on this. Yeah, and I mean, there's no short of that in the cast either i mean this is yeah. a stacked cast as well yeah robin williams dustin hoffman julia roberts bob hoskins uh we've got well i'm not gonna read the kids but um maggie smith yeah and then we've got Denton, Gwyneth paltrow makes an appearance at 19 years old yeah an early appearance which i ha- we have the do you have the behind the scenes on that as well on Gwyneth? no no oh, I, I can talk about that oh then good when we get good there. Yeah. yeah um but uh yeah, this one, um, this one is just yeah, like we like we've been saying, every dollar's on screen, stacked crew, stacked awesome. cast, just like a big movie. But like, it's weird because I wasn't conscious, I guess, when this sort of came out in theaters and was being kind of advertised and everything like that. I I don't remember this one kind of being shoved down my throat at all. You know, even when it came to like HBO yeah. and pay per view or wherever I saw this, this one wasn't like. 
I don't know, as a parent, as some of the other, like when we were talking about Twister the other week or whatever, mm-hmm. like that movie was just everywhere. This one didn't feel everywhere. No, I think this one gets lost in the shuffle. And I don't know if it's because it's it's kind of floating with superheroes. Because Peter Pan's kind of a weird um, character. I, I don't know if you put it in fairy tales, folklore, superhero. You know what I mean? Like he can fly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like kind of superhero-y. It, it ha- kind of has the Disney appeal because of the yeah, animated yeah. one as well, even though this has nothing to do with that version or whatever, but like it has that kind of draw. Yeah, it's weird. It's well, a weird one. Yeah, was this shuffled also because of how many freaking adaptations of Peter Pan there is? Yeah, probably also. Way too many. Nobody nobody was like, hey, Spielberg, you should do a Peter Pan. Everybody was like, we've got enough of those. <laughs> it's like, what if I do Peter Pan grown up? Whoa. <laughs> like, whatever, Spielberg, you make enough money. <laughs> I mean, speaking of money on this, it made uh, over, just over $300 million worldwide. So again, another Spielberg. It's not a huge Spielberg moneymaker, but it's still more than doubled, tripled its budget. So... What am I talking about? Quadruple this budget. Jesus. It made money. Yeah. <laughs> it made a little bit of money. It's just stupid that like this one can be considered not really liked by the critics, and it's still just like, yeah, but Spielberg's in it, so boom. Or Spielberg made it, so boom. Yeah, money, th- money, money. I think this one, though, I mean, despite the fact it made hella money, it has found kind of its audience now. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more talked about. I think in like the 2000s and stuff when Spielberg was putting out the movies like Minority Report and AI, this one was just completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. But I think now as people look back on Spielberg's whole career, you know, in, in, our, in our Ready Player One era, this one does, I think, justifiably so come up a little bit more often than it was being before when it when i started to hear it come back up was when nbc did its live peter pan remember it's yeah. christopher walken was hook and um whoa i forget the girl's name from girls hbo um oh 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 what's her name Oh, the guy got fired. Her dad got yeah, fired. Her, her, oh, I don't know. Williams. Allison Williams. Allison got there. Williams. We yeah. got there. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it came back up and people were like, Jesus Christ, I thought Hook from 91 was bad. That's awesome compared to this. And I was like, wait a minute, you think that movie's bad? And, and now it started discussions about it. And now everybody kind of like loves it again or yeah. like moderately loves it again. Like it's, yeah, it's it's coming back. So I think we're talking about it at the right time. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, for the suggestions. <laughs> so uh, why don't you break down Hook's box art? Yeah, so we get a painted cover uh, here, which is, I'm, I'm assuming, the poster as well, or one of the posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is this Drew? Drew Struson or whatever? I don't know. I didn't actually check. I didn't either. We don't do research here. It's fine. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's pretty great. It's, you know, it's like a map with the burnt edges, uh, mm-hmm. and it has our focal main characters of Hook and Peter Pan with Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams right and there in the center with the hook in between because... Everybody, 90s kids are going to see the hook in action. Damn so right. that is why that is in the center here. Uh, we get um, we get like Bob Hoskins on, underneath hook, and then we get the the Lost Boys at the bottom with the crocodile uh, clock, which is another you know draw for 90s kids, I think. And then just kind of tacked on right by hook, much like she is in the movie, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. (laughs) Kind of afterthought on this poster slash cover, just kind of like she is in the movie. Uh, And then our cast here is Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins. Dustin Hoffman taking top billing. 
in this one, but I think rightfully so because he's giving sort of the biggest performance in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's our that's our cover. It's a good, attractive cover for kids. I think it has kind of the Goonies kind of adventure thing going yeah. on for it. It's exactly what I thought. Is like, yeah, it was Drew um, Struzan. Nice. Yeah, I didn't. That's good to know that. You think I would have known that? But um, yes, very much the Goonies feel. Uh, even the color palette. Yeah, the same kind of like that tan brown mm-hmm. map, you know, old yeah, map the, the, look. The swashbuckling pirate uh, like has that type of browns and tans. Uh, a fun look. Yeah. Uh, you get you can do a lot with it. I don't know if that look works anymore. No, I think that was it died in the 90s. Yeah. I don't think people want that kind of stuff anymore. They did a little with National Treasure, a little bit, but it still has the the blue orange that everything from two thousand three had, oh, <laughs> uh, with a little bit of the burnt map aesthetic. I think one of the things that really sells this cover, and it's just kind of a subtle thing. I think the fact that Bob Hoskins is yelling on the cover is attractive to kids too, because it's like, ooh, there's gonna be adventure. Like this guy's intense. Like, because everybody else is pretty neutral on it. So well, seeing him on there is like, oh man, there's going to be some rollicking stuff happening in this film. That's because when you put it in the movie, Smee's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he's amazing because Bob Hoskins never disappoints. Just listen to our hour and a half long episode on Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. Uh, I like the on the side of this tape here, we've got the publicity stills of Robin Williams on one side looking like. You know, like a lost little kid, like a lost boy. Uh, and then Hook looking menacing on the side. I think that's really fun. I like their little side pictures they chose. We flip it over to the back here, and here's our description. If you if you don't know what Hook is already at this point. A high-flying adventure from the magic of Steven Spielberg. Hook stars Robin Williams as a grown-up Peter Pan, and Dustin Hoffman as the infamous Captain Hook. Joining the fun is Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell, Bob Hoskins as Pirate Smee, and Maggie Smith as Granny Wendy Darling, who must convince the middle-aged lawyer, Peter Banning, that he was once the legendary Peter Pan. And so the adventure begins anew, with Peter off to Neverland to save his two children from Captain Hook. Along the way, he rediscovers the power of imagination, a friendship of magic. A classic tale updated for children of all ages, Hook... Nominated for five 1991 Academy Awards, including Best Visual Effects, is a 10, a film that will entertain generations, generations from now. From Gary Franklin, K-A-B-C TV. Uh, we get another quote on top from Mr. Gene Shalit. Remember that guy? Ooh, Gene Shalit. Uh, get ready for adventure. Steven Spielberg has scored another triumph. And then our pictures, we get more publicity stills of Hook, Pan, Tinkerbell, and then we get another uh, Struess and Drawn image of the Lost Boys fighting the pirates uh, in between our description and the credit block. PG. Yeah, well, you know what? That's That description's not too long. Uh, at first, when you were reading it, I was like, mm, it's getting a little long, but I think it cut off just in time. Yeah, Th- There's an art to these descriptions, too. There really is. And it's it basically is saying, like, it's Peter Pan. It's just they're older. <laughs> you know, like, it's still Peter Pan. Like, there's yeah. nothing really much different from what you already know. I mean, they're the, just older. Yeah, the log line to this is just really simple. We're doing Peter Pan, but what if Peter Pan grew old? Yeah, but it's still Peter Pan. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's 
I mean, that's how they sold this film. I get it. It's it's. I would have bought it too if I was a studio, especially when you bring in all these powerhouses. Yeah. I mean, they tr- they tried it again this year with Christopher Robin. They're still doing this. You know, what happens if they yeah, get older? Yeah. What's it like? And that movie's cute too. But like, I I like obviously well, Hook a lot better. <laughs> you've got the built-in audience for it already. Yeah. So I mean, it's I I get why Disney's doing this. It's money making. Yeah. And if you get someone who can give you a good screenplay, it's you know find a director that won't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of how it comes down to when you yeah. when you have a built-in audience. It's you have to go out of your way to fuck it up. Yeah, pretty much. Like imagine making the video game adaptation of Doom. You're like, oh sweet, everyone loves this game. Oh, it's about hell and then fighting all these demon dogs. Let me fuck it up for you. <laughs> yeah, some sometimes these adaptations do really go out, of, really go out of their way, like yeah. <laughs> to be like, nah, we're gonna insult everything you like about the series. But yeah, this this one works because it is just Peter Pan. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but they're older and it's with people you like, you know. Okay. Now when we stick in this tape, I was uh I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, uh it's kind of funny. I feel like this one even just like starts sooner than all the other tapes that we watched. Like I put this in and the movie was on, you know? <laughs> well, like the the big TriStar, you know, animation comes up and the what what is it like a horse running yeah it's something the, the uh is it a unicorn or just like a pegasus it's one yeah, of those whatever but uh, it, yeah it runs up to the logo i've seen it a hundred times yeah. and i can't remember because like my brain shuts off because it's like okay it's beginning that's i mean and that's right when this happened i put in this tape and i was like you gotta be kidding me amblin entertainment amblin entertainment and tristar and we don't get one trailer the only thing that makes me think of why maybe we didn't is because this movie's fucking long. <laughs> this movie's two and a half hours long. Yes, that's part of my problem uh, with this. There's too much plot. It's a long movie. This tape is heavy. <laughs> well, well, first you have to introduce that Robin is... Or not Robin. <laughs> first you have to introduce that Peter Pan is... Um, a shitty dad. Right. He's obsessed with work and he's forgotten how important his kids are. Then you have to introduce that like Peter Pan is real and he's now in the real world and a shitty dad. Then we introduce him going into Netherworld or what is it? Neverland. Uh, Neverland. And then we have to retrain him to be Peter Pan. I was just like, get the fuck on with it. <laughs> it's a lot. And then he's got to face Captain Hook, who has yeah. stolen his children. This movie, to me, like, I can't, to be honest, I, I really, rewatching this, I can't stand the adult section, the whole Earth section. I, I don't, Earth, that's how I describe <laughs> it. But the real world, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care. I, See, I'm I'm a little I'm a little different from you. I oh, kind of like interesting. I kind of yeah. like the human stuff, and it's when we like kind of first get to Neverland that I kind of get a little like checking my watch. Because, like, the training of Peter Pan doesn't really get fun until the eating paint mm-hmm. scene that we referenced yeah. or whatever. Um, anytime Hook's on screen, it's amazing. But anytime Peter Pan's on screen or, like, you know, Peter Banning, uh, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. it's the whole Banning uh, family. Which I guess that's because Panning, Banning. Yeah, probably. Were they trying to do, a, yeah. I don't know, something there? Something close to it or whatever. But, yeah, the the whole, like, him learning to be Peter Pan again section that doesn't do much for me. I to me the the human, you know, the I mean the Lost Boys and shit are human, but the 
Earth portion, the not Neverland portion, I like because it does feel very Spielberg to me because it's more what I'm sort of used to for him. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's Spielberg looking for his father, like every movie I, he I makes. Know, I know. <laughs> like it gets um, to a certain point, you're like, yeah, we get it. You have daddy issues. Yeah, it's like, whew, every movie, man, shit. <laughs> Personally, my favorite one of his is uh, like that is The Last Crusade. I know you're kind of like iffy on The Last Crusade. Yeah. But I really liked it, mostly because Sean Connery is just... Oh, yeah. It's like Sean Connery decided to sit down and he's like, you know what? This whole movie, having fun. Yeah, no, and I still like The Last yeah. Crusade. I just prefer the other two because it's the least about Spielberg's daddy issues. <laughs> well, yeah. The, uh, the other two, not... Yeah. The Last Crusade is all about Spielberg's daddy issues. <laughs> and, then you, and then you get the Crystal Skull. <laughs> I, I'm fine with the Crystal Skull. I'm no, never going to say that it's like no, great, you're, but you're I enjoy it. You're lying to yourself. You're no, lying out loud to yourself right I now. I enjoy it. Everyone it's, in this world is hearing you now. Thanks for listening. I, I am calling it now, throwing down money now. It's never going to become like a classic. Never. Yeah. People are going to find this movie in 10 years at Crystal Skull. People are going to be like, I get it. I get it. And there's going to be people that like it like me. It's going to happen. I'm calling it now. <laughs> this I, is not one of the Matt's like just for me movies. This one's going to find you know an audience. I'm never going to remember that you said this in 10 years. Yeah, but it is. On air, we could go back and listen to That's it. That's true. That's true. Someone <laughs> this will last us. forever. <laughs> Someone remind us in 2029. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> I'm getting so old. <laughs> Here's some things I find interesting about it. So you leave, or you go into the real world and you, you lose your memories. Mm. Okay, but you go back into Netherland. Oh, why do I keep saying that? Um, Never Neverland. I keep yeah. saying Neverland. It's Never Neverland, right? Well, I think it's both because I think in this they just have it listed as Neverland. Yeah, they just have it listed. So as Neverland. okay, Neverland. That's probably why I keep saying it. Okay, um, maybe Disney does Never Neverland. Probably. I don't know. Maybe that's probably sounds like more of a cartoon yeah. thing to do. But this one goes by Neverland. So at the end of this film, spoiler, they come back and everyone's happy. Um, in a couple years, are they going to forget about Neverland? Yeah. But they can't, f- they, they will forget about Neverland, but I think the point of the movie is they can't forget like that, that part of them that Neverland changed in them. So they might forget about Neverland, but he's, you know, he's got to be a better dad. Yeah. Stop being a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we're supposed to take away yeah. from the end. And uh, another thing about this is I was trying to figure out certain parts in the story, like they wanted to make this all a dream. But then at the end, what's-his-name finds his marbles and flies. And I was kind of like scratching my head. I was like, I'm so confused. I think I think that's like that Spielberg magical realism where it's like, it could all be a dream, but then it's like, but no, magic is real. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I was very confused at the end of it, but I was like, okay, so it is real? I'm going to go with that. That's what I'm sticking with. It's real-ish. <laughs> but... Uh, characters in this that I really love. Dustin Hoffman, I, I think this is honestly his, his best performance I've ever seen. I know he won an Oscar for Rain Man. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna fucking watch Hook before Rain Man any day of the week. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I love him uh, in this. I, he, I, I forget it's him. Yeah, he disappears in this role. 
Honestly, if you would have told me one day, it's like, oh, Dustin Hoffman, you know, the guy who's in Rain Man and stuff, he's, he's going to play Captain Hook. I, I would have been like, mm, I don't know. Why? <laughs> Isn't there somebody a little like bigger? Like, yeah, definitely bigger. And that line in this movie where he's just like, I remember you being bigger. And he goes, as a kid, I'm a giant. Or yeah, right, right. And then you get Dustin Hoffman, but it works so well. And then Bob Hoskins as Mr. Smee. Uh, those two together... Oh man, I want to watch a whole nother film with them. Did you did you like read about how they f- sort of found their characters? No. Uh, Hoskins couldn't couldn't wrap his head around it. He couldn't figure out how to kind of do Smee. And he was having a conversation with Dustin Hoffman, and they decided together that they were gonna play it as like old gay lovers, and that's how they found the characters by just playing it as their gay lovers in Neverland. <laughs> and that's why it works, I think, so well, why they're is, so funny together. Is that, that explains when he puts the gun to his head, which, by the way, was pretty dark for a kid's film. Oh, yeah. I was, I was impressed. Uh, that's Spielberg for you. Yeah, he'll I, push I, buttons. He'll yeah, push buttons. He I can get it. away with that shit. An epiphany. Epiphany what? My life at all. Does that mean you've lost your appetite? Yes. Oh, goodbye. Uh, where are you going? Are you getting dramatic? Goodbye, Smee. Captain, why don't we play, play with your island? Hey? You know, all the little engines and the soldiers and all the lost boys? No stopping me this time, Smee. This is it. Don't make a move, Smee. Not a step. My finger's on the trigger. Don't try to stop me, Smee. I'm not again. This is it. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me. Smee, you better get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. I'm coming. I'm coming. This is not a joke. I'm committing suicide. Don't ever frighten me like that again. I'm sorry. Well, I'm some kind of a sadist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How's you feel now? I want to die. Oh, no, no, no. There's no adventure here. You call this no adventure? Death is the only great adventure Come I have left, Smee. Come on, let's get you in the bed. Um, and he puts it down, and he's just like, I'm going to do it. And you can see Smee going like, oh, God, again. <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's just like, don't let me do it. Don't let me do it. <laughs> it's like, don't ever, don't ever scare me like that. <laughs> I love how Hook says to Mr. Smee, as Hook has a gun to his head, like, don't ever scare me like that. You know, right, like, <laughs> right. It's so fun. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, Hook is a, a, a selfish lover. Yes. 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 Yeah. But Smee's just used to it and loves him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but those two, I could watch a big gay adventure with them. I'd do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They're great in this movie together uh, and separate. They're great in this movie. Uh, Bob Hoskins, though, is great in everything. Dustin Hoffman's pretty hit or miss, but he shines in this movie. Yeah, I, I never know. I mean, sometimes Dustin Hoffman, I just think because his camera presence is so good, he just kind of like coasts. Yeah, a lot of the in time some he does. Movies, yeah. yeah, and then other ones, he's really inspired, like Hook, yeah. and then he just blows the top off the VHS. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. good. Yeah, he's fucking wonderful. But... Uh, my my real only negative thing I have about this movie because I I, I love this movie still, um, but my negative thing is fucking Julia Roberts gotta go. 
gotta go. Man, I don't want Tinkerbell is... in this movie fucking at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I was reading, that's one of the things I uh, focused on when researching this, was Julia Roberts, uh, the fans hate Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. I just never, like, because she's such a side character, it's almost like she shouldn't even be in the film. That's more my problem. I don't I don't have it out for Julia Roberts. I've never been a big Julia Roberts fan. I kind of, I feel like she coasts a lot. That's why I'm not a big fan of hers either. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't hate that she's in this movie. I just don't think she needs to be in this movie. Like, there's so much, like you said, story going on with everybody else. Mm-hmm. The scenes with Tinkerbell just feel so tacked on and so forced. And I'm like, get back to the story we're actually watching here. I don't need any of this shit. Well, I mean, that's part of my thing. Is this movie's so long because there's so much going on. And I'm like, we need to simplify this. I could easily... T- but... How do you take Tinkerbell out of a Peter Pan movie? Yeah, it, this is I would just do an animated character that flies around, you know, pops in every now and again, but very little dialogue, you know, no story cuz this has the whole unrequited love story with her and Peter mm-hmm. Pan and everything in it. Take all that shit out. You can have Tinkerbell in the movie, but just have her be, you know, just there. Not not give her her own plot you know what i mean well i mean tinkerbell wants to jump peter pan's bones here yeah i i I was i guess this is more true to the the story um and not you know not the disney story Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know i've never read the book uh i'm i'm just not a big peter pan guy so the peter pan disney one was never something that i went back to to me, this movie isn't a Peter Pan movie. It's a Hook movie. I mean, obviously, it's called Hook. Yeah, you, but they know what is selling this movie. Because I, I honestly, I, I could, and this is really weird to say, I could take or leave Robin Williams in this. Because he's perfect casting as Robin Hood, but I, I'm not really interested in Robin Hood's family. I'm more Peter interested... Pan's family. I mean, I did it again. Damn. <laughs> That's how they get you. Uh, well, you know, the green tights. And yeah. The green, yeah, shit. Um... I'm just not interested in Peter Pan and his family. I'm more interested in the Lost Boys and the Pirates in this world. And, I mean, Peter Pan as Robin Williams, Robin Williams and Peter Pan, that's perfect casting, so I don't know why I don't like it more. Yeah. I well, just it's don't. It takes so long for us to get that. Yeah. So that you spend more than half the movie with not Robin Williams as Peter Pan, but by the time you get it, you're like, well, I already kind of adjusted to this. <laughs> like, I don't even, I'm not really getting much satisfaction out of seeing him as Pan. I get that. Yeah. I get that. You want to know something that blew my mind? Maggie Smith, who plays Wendy Darling, uh, she was 57 in this movie. Isn't this old age makeup incredible? Yeah. This is what she looks like now. Yeah. Like they nailed it. Yeah, and it, it creeps me out because I, I, I feel bad for Maggie Smith too because I don't know if she's ever been young. Like I think, <laughs> I, I think she hit puberty and just looked old. Well, I think I think when she kind of burst on the scene, you know, started becoming sort of a known actress who was in her forties. So I mean, that's yeah. all we know. That's all we know her. Maybe as. what it is. Yeah. I mean, she was she was in stuff before then, but when we knew her, when we knew her as Maggie Smith, she was mom age, you know, and now she's grandma age. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in this movie, I, I think this is uh, Greg Canham, when I look this up, uh, multi-award-winning uh, makeup person, but this old age makeup is some of the best I've fucking ever seen. Like, outside of maybe The Godfather and The Exorcist, The, the Hook. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely right when she comes on and they, you know, he talks to 
to Peter Pan, like, I can't go back with you, you know? And I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) Maggie Smith. Because I was doing the math in my head because I I went up and I looked up what her her age was now. And I'm like, this is a 30-year-old movie. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. It's crazy. Yeah. They nailed it. They nailed it. And they're making her look like a 92-year-old in this. I did not know that Wendy Darling was supposed to be 92. So right now, I think Maggie Smith is 87. So she's actually, Wendy Darling is older than the real Maggie Smith right. currently today. <laughs> yeah. They did a, they did a they damn could. good job. So do you have any favorite scenes in this that you want to like really? Well, if we're going to talk about a scene, the scene is the eating scene. I think okay, that yeah. is the scene in this movie. Uh, I, I remember as a kid just wishing I could be there for it. And then, so now when I watch that scene, I feel like a kid again. That scene, and that scene really kicks it open the door. It's sort of the Peter Pan section of the movie as well. We've gone from the Peter uh, Banning section to the Peter Pan section when that scene happens. Um, it's great. Oh, Peter. How is it? Bang ring. Peter. Kick. <laughs> hey, pockets. all look incredible they all look like ice superman ice cream and then like just like them you know fantasizing about eating what kid didn't do that you know like pretending they had the feast in front of them uh it's it's fucking great that's a standout to me i could watch that scene every day for the rest of my life and be fine with it just that scene though (laughs) it's a pretty good one uh my big scene is i I really like hook and smee like alone (laughs) in their little room like i already described it (laughs) like when he sheets the ship and it sinks yeah i love that but um man the last fight at the end uh when rufio rufio dies rufio dies guys (laughs) the reason i really like that screen uh, that entire scene is i can't even spielberg i was surprised they did it yeah they went there i mean bang a ring dead dead Hook fucking kills Rufio, man. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. 
And, and already you've built up, you know, for kids, probably one of their favorite characters. My favorite character when I was a kid, though, was always the big kid, the real fat one. Oh. I love that kid. He's so likable. He's got a really, uh, like, I don't know, stampede. It's not stampede. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking Yeah, he's got, like, a name of referencing his size. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Something like that. I liked Pocket, too. The little kid who, like, the fortune-telling kid who was like, come here, Peter, and he touches his face. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just like, oh, there you are. That kid's pretty great, too. Yeah. Great the- actors in this, honestly, all the way yeah. around. The son is an incredible actor, I think. You may think that I don't like him at all. You know, it's you not know his I mean? acting. It's he he that kid freaks me out. He has resting sad face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, That's he's why pretty, he's in this movie, I think. Though. I like him better in Dick Tracy. Okay. Um and I mean Dick Tracy's got that attitude and he's kind of like he's got a lot of energy and this one I don't know like I didn't like him as a kid and I rewatched it as an adult and I'm like I just don't like you. I mean, I know that's bad to say about a kid, but I don't care. There's something about you. Yeah. No, he, they like, I feel like Spielberg cast him in this movie just because he has the saddest eyes I've ever seen. And so like when the scenes like the baseball scene uh, with the hook and everything where he's sad about his dad, like when he's crying, it's so, he's so pathetic looking. And that's, I think that's why he's great in the movie. And I think that's why it's, uh, testament to Spielberg's great casting, but uh, I could see that freaking somebody out, don't you? Sitting <laughs> there watching him, I'm like, no, I don't, want, I don't, I don't want you on my screen right now. Uh, now he's like a Republican lawyer or something like that. He oh, went to is Yale. He? Yeah. Oh, really? Libertarian lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take a libertarian lawyer. Republican well, I, lawyer can go fucking uh, a libertarian, or as I like to call it, a fake Republican. <laughs> I haven't quite made the leap yet. Yeah. Right. It's a, I'm a Republican, but I like weed too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, the little girl though, Amber Scott. I feel bad for her because uh, she had a couple lines where I was like, "There you go, you're changing your decibel level. Good for you." Like when she's like, "Robin Hood is my dad." Peter Pan. You did. Or yeah. Peter. Damn it. <laughs> Rob. Peter Pan is my dad? And I was like, there you go. You changed it. But there's a lot of lines where she's like at this, she's screaming it at the, not maybe like yelling it at the same level. But I think that's the thing that kid actors do sometimes. I also just think she didn't have a lot to do in this movie. Yeah, period. Yeah. She, here is her purpose in this movie. She is in this movie so that Spielberg can do his classic zoom in as she says something real intense. Yeah. That's what she's in this movie for. <laughs> I mean, it worked because when she says Peter Pan is my dad, I think he does. As the yeah, camera yeah, is like coming up. Yep, yep. It's like panning straight into her face. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, yeah. That's this, the classic Spielberg shot. <laughs> Spielberg's like, please, you got to get this line right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I think there was one, uh, I can't remember when she was saying it. I think it was maybe on the pirate ship. And you're like, Dad, help me. Dad, help me. You know, it was like just the exact same level. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. she's little. That's probably I, why. I know. You can't probably yeah. pull anything out of her because she's fucking four. You know, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I go, wow, I'm really surprised. I mean, she's cute. So I think that's why she was cast. She could yeah. remember her lines. She was cute. But they probably could have picked an older actress and gotten a little bit more out of it. But it doesn't really matter. She's not much part of the... This is really about 
Peter Pan and his son when it comes to like the the real world mm. story of it. And I it worked at the end, I guess. If you're into, I think this would play better with a dad because when the mom says, you know, you only have so many years where they want to be a part of your life before they're going to be running away from you. Mm. And I really thought that was a great line, but it's completely wasted on me. Because I was like, that a dad would hear that and be like, oh, shit. She's right. But <laughs> and not, then, uh, not Spielberg's dad, though. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Spielberg's dad was a workaholic, too. Probably. Maybe that line is specifically like, Hey, Dad, did you you watch Hook? You know, like a 45-year-old Spielberg. Did you watch Hook? No, I didn't have time. Sorry, son. (laughs) It's probably exactly what that is. A couple years later, he's like, Hey, did you see Schindler's List? It's like considered top 10 greatest film all time. Did you see it, Dad? I'm going to get to it. It's in my pile. (laughs) It's about those Jews, right? (laughs) Dad, we're Jewish. (laughs) I think, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's ripped straight from the Spielberg biography. Actually. I think that's 100% true. Uh, I, I pretty much George Costanza is is, uh, is Spielberg's dad in my head. You know, what are you talking about? Uh, so they show Spielberg's dad in the Spielberg documentary that's oh, really? on HBO. He is. That's no exactly shit. what he is. Like that's exactly what he's like. I haven't seen it. Um, we saw it one day. It popped up uh, when I was home for Christmas, and my brother had HBO on. And I go, "Oh, what is this?" Because it showed Lucas and um, Spielberg playing pool or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and they were all, sh- and that was like it was so cheesy because they're like shooting themselves play pool. I was like, "Jesus, directors, get you, yeah, you take some time off." You're right, yeah. But I'm glad you did it because it looks good for the documentary. <laughs> uh, that fucker's like four hours long though. So, oh really? Yeah, you gotta set aside some time. For Is that it one. like all of his? It's family the, and friends? it's his whole life. It's every movie. They take each one. They go like in order and take each one. It's like the fucking like those Friday Thirteenth and the. Nightmare on Elm Street documentaries where they just go through everything. So that's what they do with Spielberg. And it's it's fantastic. Yeah. If you're a nerd like us, but you gotta it's fantastic. Of, but you got to set aside four hours for it. Or, or break it up into one-hour segments. That's what I did. Yeah. That's uh, what I had to do with Nether. Um, yeah, Arf. She loves Spielberg. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, the um, Freddy one, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, I had to break that one up in parts. Yeah, it's like too much. It's too much. I gotta, I gotta set aside some time. That Hellraiser one just popped up on Shutter. Oh man, Shutter's documentaries are really good. Yeah, like I'm ready to dig into it. And even the ones they didn't make, they just bought. Yeah, they, that's I, that's all it yeah. is. It's a purchase or whatever. I mean, but, but they're purchasing really good ones. Yeah, they got the Pet Cemetery one on there. They've got the Fright Night one on there. Fright Night one, I love. I need. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's that one's three and a half I, hours also. Yeah, I learned a lot about the movie. Uh, and there's stuff in there that I, like honestly, you know, my brain probably shouldn't keep in there, but they're it's going to. <laughs> so I got that filed away in useless documentary shit, right? Yep. 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 Uh yeah, so uh, they and they do cover Hook a little bit in there, but uh more so what is accurate is your impression of his father. <laughs> that's amazing. That's <laughs> uh yeah, I mean Spielberg, they probably didn't talk much about it because Spielberg's not a big fan of it. That's what they said. He yeah. felt he was disappointed with himself yeah. when this one came out. Yeah, he felt of, like he could have done a better job with Peter Pan. 
one of the quotes I took out was, I wanted to see Hook again because I so don't like that movie. And I'm hoping someday I'll see it again and perhaps maybe like it. And then he went on about how he didn't feel comfortable about the screenplay and the story. And every time he didn't feel comfortable about it, he just like threw more color and crap onto the film. I mean, every dollar's on screen and it looks great. Yeah. But yeah, I it it's an overstuffed movie for sure. I mm-hmm. I mean, I I uh, this is this is a '90s example. More is more, and I kind of like more is more. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. I, I do really like the giant gator. <laughs> yeah, that giant gator. When I was like three years old and I saw this for the first time, scared the shit out of me. I was very confused as a kid. I was like, wait, did the gator come to life and swallow him and then refreeze? You know, like stuff. <laughs> yeah. And never, I, I, even as an adult, I was thinking, I go, what are they trying to pull off there that like the gator crushed him? But yeah. But they look around and he just disappears. So, I mean, that's why I'm hoping there's a uh, hook too. And it's uh, them in like a geriatric. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get it. I don't think we're going to get a hook too. Hoskins is gone. Williams is gone. And Justin Hoffman's no, no, inappropriately touching people. So <laughs> CG. <laughs> yeah, right. Just all CG cast. <laughs> Rufio's revenge. <laughs> Bring him back. What if we did a Peter Pan movie with no Peter Pan, no hook, and it's just Rufio? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, they fucking, they did try to do, what if we did a Peter Pan movie, but hook is the ally, not the villain. You got Pan, which was just the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> Never saw it. Oh, God. Is that the one with Johnny Depp? No. What's uh, Johnny, is Johnny Depp in a new one, or is he in the old Johnny one? Johnny Depp is in one? Is he in that one? No, he's not in that one. I don't fucking know anyone. I don't think anybody's in that one. Ro- <laughs> Rooney Mara's in that one. Uh, oh, he's in he's in uh, Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. The, the f- uh, that's the one about that? the author who wrote Peter Pan. Oh, that sounds lame. I ain't watching that. And I think it's just about that little... It's Freddie Highmore from uh, uh, Bates Motel is a little kid. I think it's just like about him dying. <laughs> oh so it's just like a fucking major bummer movie that's why it has really good ratings yeah of course everybody you know falls for that shit every time 82 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's about an author it sounds boring to me i'm not gonna see finding everyone ever um but uh no pan is just the recent like 2014 15 one i don't even know and what you're talking about it's fucking terrible it's terrible don't do it the only thing that came out of that was I was watching it on a bootleg that somebody gave me when I used to work at the uh, film festival, and uh, the bootleg had subtitles. And at the end of the movie, they were like going to Neverland, and the subtitles were all bootleg, and it just said Never Fland. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just say Never Fland all the time. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, worth it just for that. Hugh Jackman is Hook. Mm-mm. No, I don't know. Who he's he is. he's the other villain because Hook is a good guy in this one. Oh, Jesus. Eh, whatever. Uh, it's it's a piece of shit. It. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Don't see it. But Hook, Hook is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hook's, I would suggest watching it, uh, mostly for the costumes um, and some stellar performances throughout there. Not Julia Roberts, who actually received a Golden Raspberry Award nomination for it. I didn't think she was that bad, other than you can tell she's not talking to anyone. All of her scenes feel like reshoots, which they're probably not. It's no, just that she's it's, by herself she's in a She's by herself in a stage. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very hard to do that. 
I, I don't know why you wouldn't have that actor or actress like interacting with someone and then right. cut it all out. But she definitely looks like she's just in a room saying lines and like it, basically like what a voice actor would do for an animation film. But at least in that, those other, actually no, that's worse because most of those um, voice actors are probably interacting with other voice actors. Right. This is she is just by herself, like being fed lines to read to the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like her in this. I was I actually I mentioned the crocodile freaked me out as a kid. One thing I didn't mention at the beginning was like kind of the references to Hook at the beginning in the real world scared me a lot too as a kid especially like when you see the hook as like the window clasp and stuff mm-hmm. and they're like the window washer was watching us and i was like that's fucking terrifying well like, didn't uh hook also like scrape up the walls yeah it was like freddy krueger yeah it's that's like that's what i remember as a kid um i actually i went i think i went to the bathroom and came back and i'm like damn it i missed it, I'm not <laughs> it. this movie's too long yeah it's uh that some of that stuff early on with the references to hook yeah. is pretty freaky i thought yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff shines, and just a lot of it needs to be cut. And I, it's just too long. I, I think in a movie like this, I'm gonna say you shouldn't go over something like 110 minutes. I, I mean, I, I really didn't feel the runtime personally. I, 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 I have, cool. I have cool. some problem with with parts. Like I no. was saying, I, I don't like the training Peter Pan as much as the rest of the movie. But for me, this one actually, I don't feel the runtime for the most part. Oh, I, I, I was I just, did. I was Ugh. just feeling like a little kid again watching it. Pretty much all of it. I mean, there's so so many, you know, specific scenes that stand out to me from my childhood, like the kid bouncing the baseball in the airplane, mm-hmm. the baseball scene with uh, Captain Hook, it Hook's introduction when he's sharpening the hook. All these little images just like flush back to me from childhood when I watch this. What about the uh... Boo box? Oh yeah, that with one, Glenn Close. Yeah, Glenn Close dressed as a man, uncredited. Where's the carpets, me? Oh, sorry, You! You! That's right, you! No, not you! Not you! 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 You bet against me bringing Pan back here, didn't you? No. Ah, tell your captain the truth. Uh, Oh, say it. Say it. I did. Yes, you made a boo-boo. I did. Mm. I did. The boo box. No, no, the boo box. interesting there's a lot of interesting cameos in this film yeah but yeah that one where they stick the scorpions in the box Mm -hmm. i was like what what huh that that is so random and they're just like and never come back in the film it freaked that was another freaked me out out as a kid (laughs) i don't want to be in a box with scorpions and phil collins is a cop yeah Early on in the movie, Phil Collins. I didn't even know that until this viewing. Oh, how many times I've watched this? I I was like, wait, is that 
Is that Phil Collins? I actually think I had the exact same thing. I don't think I ever realized that until watching this for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the oh, fucking Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had fun with that because about 15 minutes later in the film where I got a little bored, I go, I'm going to look that up. It was like, oh shit, it is Phil Collins. Did you see that like he apparently took that very seriously and that was like a really big deal to him that he was getting like an acting part in a Spielberg movie? And then he was disappointed because they cut his scene down like from what it originally was. I mean, anyone anyone who's doing a small cameo role like that, all of it's going to be cut down because you're never going to be important to the story. If right. you're not cut down, you're probably killing the pacing. Right, exactly. But he like took it so seriously, which I just think yeah. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> kind of cool because I, I mean, he he's never going to be in another Spielberg movie again as far yeah. as I know. So yeah. It's, Do it up. <laughs> you did fine. Yeah. It was fun to see him pop up. Uh, I also wanted to know, did um, Tinkerbell kidnap Peter Pan because it's it shows Peter Pan in his little I don't know whatever you call that stroller that you put in a kid like the old school stroller and it was going down the hill but Peter Pan is overlaid saying like I ran away because I I didn't want to grow up and I'm like how do you run away you're a kid yeah um I feel like missing father thing I feel like he was neglected yeah and that's why he was rolling away and uh uh Tinkerbell saved him. That's what I think it is. I think it's another absentee parent thing here. And then he's repeating, you know, the past. He's being the absentee father now. I mean, she was just having a nice little talk about her son's new future as a lawyer. (laughs) Can't pay attention to him all the time. Right. And then, even though that is an infant. (laughs) And then Tinkerbell wanted to fuck that baby. Uh, um, I do find it interesting. They say that no one ages in Neverland, but how did Peter Pan enter Neverland as a baby and then grow up to like the young Peter Pan that we know? Is it? Do they get to a certain age and stop? Maybe I don't know the rules because there's no there's no babies yeah. in Neverland, so maybe they just get to a certain age and stop. But who decides that age? Because Pocket was much younger. Hmm. I don't know. We're poking holes in your store here, Spielberg. I don't know. And I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Behind the scenes, there's not much more. We've talked about most of them. But um, I did notice that um, Julia Roberts and uh, Spielberg had a pretty... uh, They had a tumultuous relationship on this film. Pretty shitty relationship here. She's got some interesting things. Uh, It was unfortunate time for us to work together. In a 1999 Vanity Fair interview, Robert said that Spielberg's comments really hurt my feelings. Uh, She couldn't believe this person that I knew and trusted was actually hesitating to come to my defense. It was the first time that I felt I had a turncoat in my midst. I was like, Jesus, would you just get off a Civil War movie? (laughs) Um, The only reason I'm kind of mocking her is because Julia Roberts has a lot of quote-unquote problems with people she's worked with. And after a while, I'm like, you know, if there's smoke, there's probably fire. Yeah, she's a bit of a exaggerator. And, you know, and it, usually these problems are caused by her. Her The reason Spielberg had such a hard time with her is because she was divorcing Kiefer Sutherland and she fled the country. And it's like, Spielberg is just trying to work. And he's like, I need you on set. And she's like, oh, I got to be out of the country because I'm sad. And it's like, 
uh, you signed up to work on this. Like, that's your fucking fault. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's an odd duck with uh, some of her stuff. And I don't know what he said. I don't know if he's, I don't, who knows? It doesn't really matter. But Julia Roberts has had a number of films where she's had problems. Yeah, I just, I think she's the problem. And I don't even know why directors would bother working with her because I do think she gives just very generic performances most of the time. Her name's a draw. That's, yeah, that's it. But I, I mean, but there is, I wouldn't want to do it. There's other movies where I think she does fantastic. I mean, Aaron Brockovich. Well, yeah. So no. which, yeah, I mean, there's, she's, she's such an odd presence because uh, like when I watch Charlie Wilson's War, she's wonderfully weird as the rich, eccentric, um, donor, Republican, Christian woman in it. She's weird, mm. and she does a really good job. And then I've seen her in other movies where I'm like, "What? Why are you here?" Yeah, just like flatline, just yeah. like just showing up, smiling, and cashing a paycheck. <laughs> it, mostly all those stupid comedies that she did for a while. Oh yeah, I mean she's just cashing a paycheck mm-hmm. until she got a role that she could care about. Yeah, yeah. So her and um, Dustin Hoffman had a lot. I mean, um, yeah. They had a lot to talk about. He's like, oh, how many roles have you uh, sleepwalked and made money through? <laughs> mm, eight or nine in a row. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, both of them. But, but she she wasn't really big at this point. She was growing. Yeah, this was just post Pretty Woman. Yeah. Just post that. So it was about... it. This was, this was about to be the explosion of Julia Roberts. Like... Yeah. Where if you couldn't escape her. Um, let's see... Spielberg uh, considered at one time, the very beginning, directing this as a musical with Michael Jackson as the lead. Mm-hmm. And, that's, that's how it started with him. And get, get this, Jackson was the one who's just like, mm, I'm not interested in that. I, I don't want a uh, Peter Pan where he forgets his past or he grows old. I was like, what? You... <laughs> oh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I mean, that's how big Jackson was at that time. Yeah. He, could, he could probably have a personal meeting with Spielberg and be like, Mm, not good enough for me. Yeah, I don't. Or just like I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah, I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> I've got too many monkeys to take care yeah, of. Yeah, it doesn't. And I've and got so much fucking money. I yeah. don't need this. <laughs> um. So the so Nick Castle worked on this story first, and Nick Castle is famously known for playing Michael Myers in the first Halloween. But he's also a writer director. Yeah, and he wrote this story, and he was very much interested in it because first. Spielberg wanted to do this in like 85 with Disney. That didn't go well. Then Nick Castle worked on this story where Peter Pan grew older. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Dustin Hoffman and um, Robin Williams had created differences with him directing the film. I mean, this was only like three years past uh, last um, The Last Starfighter, which right. I personally love. Um one of the greatest Star Wars ripoffs ever. Uh, yeah, I could see how he wasn't a big enough name to like carry these stars. Yeah, yeah, he was originally supposed to direct this, and well, I mean, they settled with him. They gave him five hundred thousand dollars to walk away, but we'll give you a writing credit. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Pretty nice gig. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I guess uh, some writers redid. Um, Hook's line, Peter, you know, a lot of these lines were done, but the one I found fascinating was Carrie Fisher actually did Tinkerbell's lines, but for some reason got uncredited because the union stepped in and like, okay, this person's got to be credited as this writer, this one's got to be a producer and yada, 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 all this crap that the union will do. 
How the hell did she not get a writing credit? Well, apparently she uh, rewrote a lot of this movie. Not like, probably not like more than 50%, which I think is what you need to do to get a credit. But she rewrote a lot of this movie and she did this a bunch in this time, the late 80s, early 90s, where she rewrote scripts and they would not give her credit for it. And she just was the fucking champ she is and just rolled with it. But yeah, like but she got paid. She got paid. But she, well, she, yeah, she actually did rewrites really, on this movie. That's what really surprises me that she got paid and didn't get credit because that's that just seems like the whole point of a union is to not only get you paid, but, you know, to represent you. Yeah, no, there's a lot of dumb shit like that. that yeah. You know, it happened. It's still happening today with writers. But like, yeah, she worked on this movie. Uh, did you ever play the Super Nintendo game for this? Absolutely not. <laughs> Didn't even know there was one. Me neither. This is news to me. Uh, so we've got nothing on that one. It was directed for, f- it was nominated for, what is that, five Academy Awards? Yeah. We've got uh, Best Production Design, which it, uh, it lost to Bugsy. I've never seen that. Best costume design also lost to Bugsy. Maybe I should see Bugsy. <laughs> uh, best visual effects lost to Terminator Two. Well, what yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, best makeup it lost to Terminator Two. Um, and then best original song when you're alone, but it lost to Beauty and Beast's Beauty and the Beast song. So yeah, what are you gonna do there? Yeah, I feel I I didn't I've never seen Bugsy. I feel like the other ones are justified, but I don't know. Bugsy didn't last like Hook did, so I don't. I've never even seen it. Well, isn't Bugsy's Warren Beatty's movie after Dick Tracy? It's definitely Warren Beatty, but I I don't. I think he directed that as well. Yeah, I think that was his movie after Dick Tracy. Whatever. Okay. I probably will never see. It. I you know it's nice to say I'll see it, but I probably will never see it. <laughs> no, that's all I got for this. So uh... the the only other thing that I saw was uh, how. Gwyneth Paltrow appears briefly in the movie mm-hmm. as Wendy's uh, younger version self. Um, and what I read was that her dad fought hard to get her in this movie. Like, ripped it from another actress. I don't know who. I didn't go that deep into it. I actually but, heard was who was supposed to play this. Oh, I forgot. And it would have been like the start of their career, basically, if they got this. Well, but, they have a career now. And they, they Exactly. But yeah. this would have started things a little sooner for them. But uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's dad just like fought to get her in this because she wanted it so bad. And she always got what she wanted. So, <laughs> yeah, one of the producers wanted Meg Ryan to play Tinkerbell. I probably uh, would have liked that better, honestly. I, I think the reason it wasn't is because it was too close to the likeness of Disney's Tinkerbell. Mm. So, it's, yeah. Well, because Disney doesn't own the rights to Tinkerbell, but they own the likeness to their Tinkerbell. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like their version of everything. So I guess they yeah. decided to go with the red-headed version of Julia Roberts, which I, I don't know if that's what Tinkerbell looks like in the book. I have no idea. Yeah, I've never... Like I said, I'm not a... I don't, I don't read. <laughs> No, fuck that. Especially if it's got a man in tights or a boy in tights, I'm not reading it. So Robin Hood, Peter Pan, you're out. I'll watch your movies though. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no. Um, overall, I really like Hook. I think it's a nice window to nostalgia. I think it's a nice uh, window to the ni- early '90s because this is what movies looked like at the time. Uh, I I just have a good time watching this one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting the fence. Uh, I. Th- 
obviously, I think you should watch this for the sheer fact that it's got so much talent in it. And it's got a couple fantastic performances. But if you skip this, I wouldn't, like, yell at you. I'd be like, okay, I get it. It's just not for you. Yeah, my, my thing isn't so much I want to yell at you. It's just like, give it a shot. See what you think. Like, you don't have to like it, but, like, give it another shot. It's been 30 years. Like, see what you think now. Like, that's more my take on it. Cool. All right, but thank you again for the suggestion, Jackie. It was great. And hopefully one day we can get a couple of the other ones because you got some good ones in your list. Uh, that thing you do, isn't that really – didn't you say that's hard to get? It's a little hard to get. It's not like a super hard it's one. It's not super fine, hard, but, but it is a little hard to get. Um, I would do nothing but trouble in a second because that film is bizarre. I've never seen it, and I know what it is. I know what it like. Yeah. I've seen enough of it to know how fucking weird it is, but I've never seen it. Uh, I would love to do that. That thing you do is one of my favorite movies. PCU is a blast from the 90s. Uh, I don't know what Big Man on Campus is, though. Oh, Big Man on Campus. I used to watch that a lot in college. It's um, Were you the big man on campus? No. <laughs> um, it's, I think that's the one where, um, you know what? I think I'm thinking of Dead Man on Campus. Oh, that movie's fucking awesome. Is Big Man on Campus, is that the, the caveman one she put up? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have uh, to look into that. I'm, I'm definitely thinking of Dead Man on Campus. No, nah, that movie's fucking crazy. <laughs> I love that movie. All right, let's move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is part of the show where we put something in uh, our museum, which is something that we want to hold on to, some gold we found within the movie, or something that we want to learn from, so we save it so we never make that mistake again. What are you putting in the museum this week? I'm going to put something good in the hook wing of the museum. And it's interesting because I didn't really like the kid, but that little bitty hook costume that the kid wears, <laughs> it's pretty I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted so bad as a kid. I actually, this is the film that made me want to be a pirate. And then when I found out that I couldn't be that cool looking of a pirate, I was like, nah, I'll just be something else. Yeah, you just like are dirty and maybe get leprosy. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that actually is. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I love that. I, that costume's amazing. He's just a little bitty hook. I love it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm putting in, I'm putting in the dinner scene. I just love it so much. It's, that is this movie to me. Uh, yeah. I love that scene. It immediately rockets me back to childhood. I love the colors. I love their choices. Uh, I love the, it, it lasts the right amount of time. The kids are great yeah. in the scene. It's everything that I want out of this movie. Yeah, that's definitely where Robin Williams shines so well. You put him around a bunch of kids like that, he is so damn good interacting with children in movies. Yeah, food fight. You know, it's a, you know, just a food fight scene with him and a bunch of little kids. It's great. Now, like I said, Robin Williams is such a perfect casting for Peter Pan. I just don't know why I don't like him as Peter Pan better. Yeah, it's because you don't get enough of him. Probably you don't. You know, you don't really spend a lot of time with him as Peter Pan. I'm, or, I'm assuming, or, or I'm a sick person, or you just hate fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love it when Robin Williams at the very beginning of the the Lost Boys when he's getting hit with those arrows that are like when they stick to him they go. Yeah, 
I fucking cracked up in that. I'm in this back room watching this movie by myself laughing at nice. that moment. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, that's going to end it for this uh, listener submitted week. Next week is going to be a surprise, but it's a, uh, well, I don't know. What would you like to say about this as a sneak preview? It's a different era than we've been talking about. That's and true. it's a different kind of movie than the the ones that we've been talking about, but it is as beloved, I guess, as the ones we've talked about. I don't know if to this an is extent beloved. as no. beloved as some of the other ones we've talked about. I had but that's I've, all I'll say. I've never seen it. I have. And you have. So uh, it'll be interesting. Come back for a different movie than what we usually we would have never done this. That one I can be completely honest about. It's here's here's like the greatest teaser for it. We probably never would have done this movie, but at the same time fits so well in our wheelhouse. Like it's definitely something our listeners watched. Probably. So like, like not just the one who submitted it, like eh, all of you guys have probably seen this. So you know, it's it I think it fits in with yeah. our our style here. Yeah, definitely. Uh and then look out for our top ten. Uh, we're going to record that very soon. Uh, I have watched almost 70 mu- movies, which is a lot to me. Uh, Matt here has watched every movie ever made in 2018, apparently. I did. I watched like 300-something movies. I didn't keep complete track, but like once I hit like 100 in January, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't... Wow. How's your brain not mush? It is mush. <laughs> I can't... It, I, I, I mentioned this when I po- I posted this top 10 or whatever. Uh, don't look at it, though, because it's spoilers for the episode. But I posted it on social media. And when I posted it, I said, doing Horrorama helped because at least 100 of those was from combined Horrorama uh, last year and this year. More than 100 because I've watched almost all the submissions already before the new year that we had. So there's more, more movies to add to it. So... Over a hundred movies were horrorama, so yeah, two hundred on my own isn't as impressive. <laughs> yeah, my top ten was tough to come up with this year. Uh, uh, not so. I feel like a lot of them were in the exact same like bunch. Like uh, my couple top top ones, no problem. I knew exactly what I wanted to put, but like eight through fourteen, I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it was hard. Mine. Uh... Mine is like, if you look at the list, you'd be like, yeah, of course, those are like the 10 movies that I like this year. <laughs> Mine is like, no, there's no surprises on my list this year. <laughs> oh, no. If it was no surprises, then we could just look at like, what is that, Looper on YouTube or what? It, there's a video thing that they do a bunch of top 10 lists. Mm-hmm. And like, every time I see one of their lists, I was like, of course. Oh, well, yeah. No, I mean, I've seen a lot of top 10 lists where I rolled my eyes and said, of course. This year, uh... Those people uh, know who they are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, also at that same accord, like, yeah, you look at my list and it's like, yep, that's the shit that Matt likes. And maybe only Matt likes, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, you introduced me to a few last year that I run back. Uh, Tragedy Girls. I don't know if I would have watched that if you wouldn't have put that in your top 10. I just think it's not that I didn't want to. It just too busy and it would have gone under the radar and it just like popped up on hulu or whatever and that was kind of it it didn't get like a big kind of release uh yeah that movie's fucking incredible so i hope more people see it. if you haven't seen tragedy girls yet and you listen to this podcast it's tailor-made for you fucking watch it like (laughs) yes and uh well yeah we'll end it officially here um remember to rate and review us on itunes subscribe on itunes subscribe on podbean youtube 
We are on so much now. Uh, I see people in Australia. Our Australia audience has really picked up, which is great. <laughs> I didn't expect that. So uh, it, it's it's spreading. I love it. And check out a lot of the trailers that we put on YouTube. Not for Hook here. Uh, Amblin let us down. But. <laughs> There's plenty of other stuff that New Line has more than made up for on that, yeah. <laughs> that list. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to those, again, who wrote in. Yeah. and gave us suggestions of whether we could cover them or not. This time, we will get to them. Uh, thank you for taking the time to write in and for listening. And uh, I hope I got all the responses to everybody. Uh, let's keep an open dialogue. Let's keep talking, guys. Uh, we love hearing from you, whether it's to suggest movies or just say hey. So thanks for writing in in the first place. And thank you, Jackie, for writing in this suggestion. Listen to the Jersey Ghouls on all of their uh, uh, services like iTunes and Podbean and all that stuff. And if you want to write in with more suggestions, just write us at analogjonestof at gmail. And uh, yeah, remember to be kind and rewind. Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm here too. We are the Jersey Ghouls, a horror podcast based out of the Garden State. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Marissa's scholarly conversations. By the way, if you Google psycho female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Nate's thrilling debate. Why? Why are you so resistant against because it? Because don't, don't you start. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Jackie's love of 80s slasher movie, Topless Seat. <laughs> Whoa, Jackie, this is a feminist podcast. I know. I'm a woman. And as a woman, I appreciate a nice set of jugs. Okay, but you shouldn't call them jugs. Hooters? Bazungas? Tatas? Dirty pillows? I, I like boobs, too. Can, can I call them fun bags? No! We're the Jersey Ghouls. You can find us on social media by searching Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also find our blog and podcast on our website, jerseyghouls.com.